Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Blue Devils Podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, proudly serving as the host of this program. Our show today of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils, I have the absolute pleasure of catching up with my very good friend Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast as we discuss Duke's run to the Sweet 16 and the Blue Devils play today against Texas Tech and San Francisco. So we'll discuss that throughout today's show. Without further ado, let's welcome in Josh Cox. All right, Josh, here we are. Another week, another chat, and uh, I am so, so, so grateful that we've still got basketball to preview for Duke and that we're not recapping the season that was in Mike Krzyzewski's final year. Yeah, absolutely. Especially I know you running a uh, an everyday uh, Duke podcast. Yeah. The longer basketball stays on, the easier your job is. Oh, man. yeah. But I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, what a win, man. It felt like a Elite Eight or a Final Four victory uh, that took place on Sunday. And, yeah, I'm just happy to be here for sure. Super excited that Duke got the win. They saw a little bit of adversity there in the second half, down five with five to play, going the 16-3 to run against Michigan State, and really locked it down on defense to walk away with the victory. Like, what were your big takeaways from that Michigan State win? Well, number one, uh, as we have seen the Duke effect happen to our opponents, they shot out of their mind. Uh, That's the first thing that stands out to me. Uh, I believe there was a one point in time in the first half where they were seven for 10 at halftime uh, from yep. the three point line. Yeah. And I mean, they just couldn't miss. And, and, and granted, I mean, obviously there were some wide open looks that they got. Uh, we were a little bit slow uh, on some closeouts and rotations, but there were a couple of others that I mean, you couldn't ask for a better defensive possession for us. And they just hit shots. And, uh, so I thought it was really uh, encouraging, you know, that we withstood that uh, that onslaught of three-pointers. So that's the first thing that stands out to me on the Michigan State side. And then obviously, and I know this is what everyone is talking about, but that final five minutes in the second half where it looked like it, – it legitimately looked like Duke put the pieces together. Uh, you know, A.J. Griffin had gone down with his uh, injury. And we had that five in there that was kind of going to be the ride-or-die five that, that Coach K was going to have to stick with. And, man, those guys came together. We'll talk about individual players, I'm sure, here in a second. But that final five minutes was a thing of basketball beauty. No doubt. And I'm so glad the Duke team was able to win and uh, move on to the Sweet 16. I loved Jim Nance's call at the end of the broadcast saying that the music to K's last dance – continues to play. I mean, as a play-by-play guy myself, I'm so envious of what uh, what Jim Nance can do. And yeah, it, Coach K was also just so happy. You know, you and I were watching the TV copy of the game and he was just so thrilled at uh, how well his team was playing and getting emotional and choking up in the post-game press conference. Like that was just awesome to see. You know, some people have commented to me privately that uh, he looks like he's aged and he looks like he's older. And he, 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 is he quite right the way he's acting? And, and just the way he walks and the way he handles himself. 
But I tell you what, in that second half, that was vintage Mike Krzyzewski. The smile on that man's face as those the seconds were ticking off there at the end. Um, I mean, it, it was really neat to see. And once again, this this moment, these moments are about these players, but we also know it's about Kay as a fan. And so to see him really happy and to see him celebrate and hugging his players, man, you, you, you've got to love that. It brings you back to those earlier days of, of Mike Krzyzewski as well. And so it does look like he's really enjoying himself. All right, the one player we want to talk about from the weekend, and again, Duke gets set for a big game tonight in Texas Tech. I'm talking with Josh Cox here today of the Duke Football Talk Section 17 podcast. He's on Twitter, at Joshua Cox. And uh, a man that doesn't tweet as many as uh, as frequently as others throughout the game, Josh Cox himself had three separate tweets throughout the course of the basketball game about the point guard who wears number three on his jersey and Jeremy Roach. I mean, you were you were showing some love out there on the internet for what Roach was able to do on Sunday against Michigan State. So I will say this: I have I early in the earlier in the season because uh, I love watching our defense or not not our defense. I love watching defense. So if I watch basketball games, I like to follow rotations, see how see how teams play different scenarios differently. And man, early in the season, I was a little critical of Jeremy. And rightfully so. Uh, there were a lot of missed assignments. And then there were some blow-bys. You think of the, the Miami game where Charlie Moore blew by him yeah. uh, to hit that game winner. Uh, you know, all these types of things. And so there was some rightful, justified uh, frustration with Jeremy. But, man, did he has he not turned his season around? And he has gone from a liability to, man, his plus-minus numbers continue to rise. Uh, and did, he just came through in the clutch. And I've gone from saying this, that this team will go as far as A.J. Griffin can take them as far as, like, if he's playing well. I think you can say the same thing, maybe more so, about Jeremy. If Jeremy continues this level of play, um, I believe this Duke team has a very, very high ceiling. I can't say enough about him. And here's the thing. It wasn't just the three-pointer. Now, the three-pointer was incredible. Had – Tyus Jones vibes on that three pointer, and that was great. But when he when he got the ball in the shot clock a couple of different times, and one time he looked like and I, I hate to I hate to say this I don't want to jinx him as far as like putting too much of an expectation on him. There was like Kyrie Irving vibes a little bit there at the end of the second half where he crossed guys up, got in the lane hesitation move, finished around the basket. It's like man, where did this come from? And I will tell you this, not to jump ahead and look ahead, but if there's a year three Jeremy Roach coming back to Durham with this kind of confidence, oh yeah, uh, I think this will be a Jeremy Roach that gets some accolades and and really uh, can lead a team by himself next year for sure. No doubt, I'm so excited to see what that could look like. I think the jump shot would be able to improve for Jeremy Roach if he's got another full off season to work on it and focus on that. But uh, yeah, let's win four more games this year and then start to have those yeah. conversations. So uh, Jeremy Roach had great drives. I talked about it on yesterday's program, how complimentary Coach K was of those drives, comparing them to some great guards that he's seen over 42 years. So just absolutely awesome stuff. Let's talk a little bit more about Duke basketball coming up in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Run Your Pools. 
So your bracket might be busted, you and everyone else, but don't worry because we believe in second chances, and so do our friends at Run Your Pool. Round up your friends who pick Baylor, Kentucky, or any other high seed to win it all, and that didn't work out, and start a Sweet 16 pool at runyourpool.com slash locked on. Along with Sweet 16 brackets, Run Your Pool offers square pools, yes, just like the Super Bowl, to keep things interesting every week of the tournament. Brackets bust, but the fun doesn't have to stop. They have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff that you won't find at the big media bracket sites. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because we run Survivor and Bracket Contest there this year ourselves. Start your second chance Sweet 16 pool and run more at runyourpool.com slash locked on. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Stat Hero. Stat Hero's NCAA single-game pickups pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with the gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. What you need to do right now is sign up for free at stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fix. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Moving forward here today on Lockdown Blue Devils, JJ Jackson hanging out with my very good friend Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Quick break in the action as we get set for uh, Texas Tech later tonight. But Josh, you and the guys over at Section 17 have gotten to go back behind the curtain, spring football practice, off and running for the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, what has that been like just to be around and be in that environment? Uh, yeah, so uh, our podcast guys have had the privilege of uh, media passes here for spring ball. And um, I know that Duke fans right now are, are solely focused on, on basketball, and rightfully so. I get it. Uh, but the Duke football program is in the beginning stages of a complete overhaul, and we're seeing it at practice. Um, the players, the energy uh, that the coaching staff is bringing, and then that's that's then trickling down to the players. Uh, we spoke today uh, to Jacob Monk and uh, Dorian Mosey, and both of those guys just mentioned uh, just the getting rid of old habits and the energy that these new guys are bringing in. Uh, there's you know coaches that have NFL experience that are on the coaching staff, and I believe these these guys are really uh, excited for a new season and. Yeah, we've been able to be there for it, and uh, it's been really, really neat. It's awesome to follow what you guys are doing, and we also have the opportunity to hear a little bit more about that following the spring game. Make sure you check out the newest edition of the Section 17 podcast. Leave Locked On Blue Devils and Section 17 a five-star rating and written review. It means a whole lot when you take the time to do that. All right, tonight, Duke and Texas Tech from San Francisco. A spot in the Elite Eight is up for grabs. Josh, when you look at the matchup, what concerns you most about the Red Raiders? Um, one player, Bryson Williams, really concerns me. Um, I, I feel like he matches up really, really well with Paulo Bencaro, and that's going to be a that is going to be a matchup. I believe that we all need to watch and keep our eye on uh, this Texas Tech team. Um, I was just scrolling through Twitter before we got on here and saw someone post, and if I could give credit to him, I would. Um, but I, I don't know if I can locate it. But this. Uh, Texas Tech team defensive rating is one of the best in the last 20 years. 
which is incredible. Unbelievable. So they they are a defensive juggernaut. This is better. Uh, they are a better defensive rated team than any Tony Bennett UVA team. If you think about that. That's wild. Absolutely wild. So here's what we've got. We've got a top five offense uh, in Duke going against the number one overall defense. And you know what you hope in, in a game like this is maybe the referees at the beginning of the game want to make sure that this doesn't this game doesn't become too physical. And maybe we get a couple of fouls uh, called on them that they're not comfortable with. And, and maybe we can play the game that way. If not, I, I will say this. I do believe that there's a switch that Paula Bencaro flips sometimes where he says, I don't care what's in my way. At the end of the game, we saw it a couple of times as he took Hauser to the basket. But I don't care who's in my way. I'm getting to the basket. You're going to either have to foul me or I'm making a shot. And I think if that mentality comes through, uh, not just with Paulo, but if that seeps into the team, uh, then that's what we're going to need. I full well expect this to be a low-scoring game. Uh, the good thing about them being so good on defense is that they are not good at all on the offensive end. And so, you know, maybe we just outscore them and we can hold them down. Uh, you know, I think our defense is underrated. It's really slipped off the last three weeks. Uh, but I believe that we played better defense um, in, in these two opening round games um, against Cal State Fullerton and Michigan State. So maybe that'll hold over. And I, I do expect us to, to win this game. I know there are the, that we are one-point dogs right now, um, but I expect us to win. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And, uh, you know, a little bit earlier, we'll be in a Thursday night game instead of Friday. It's kind of odd with the way the seating or way the brackets worked out. Uh, but we'll see what happens as yeah. we as we tip off tonight. So thrilled to see what can happen with the game being played, and I think it all does come back to number five for Duke, what Paula Bencaro can do because Bryson Williams deserves his love, but Bryson Williams is not a Paulo stopper. Paulo needs to once again remind folks that he's the best player remaining in the tournament and that he deserves being the conversation for the best player uh, in all of college basketball with the talent that he has and the career that he's going to have at the next level. Paulo made back-to-back -back threes in the first half against Michigan State, started chirping a little bit, and when Paulo's talking smack, I really do think that it motivates him in the right way. Some guys, you're like, please don't do that because then they start to fall off. I don't think that's the case at all with Paulo, so I hope we see a little bit of that edge, a little bit of that swagger for Duke's best player from Seattle playing back on his side of the country. He tweeted after the game against Michigan State how thrilled he was to go back to uh, the, quote, best coast being a Seattle guy and loving the West Coast the way he does. So we'll see what happens a little bit later tonight when Duke takes on Texas Tech. Final thoughts on the game coming up in just a moment. Today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. This is the best time of year to pick up Built Bar into your daily routines and habit. Make sure you're trying the best protein bar that you're ever going to find as all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. I'm not kidding. They're a treat covered in 100% real chocolate and still good for you. Low calorie, high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're just better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Built Bars mostly contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Built Bar, a proud sponsor of Locked On Blue Devils. Final segment here today of Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson hanging out with Josh Cox. 
from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. We're discussing Duke and Texas Tech getting ready to play later tonight in San Francisco. Credit to the defense for sure for the uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders. I want to get your take on the Duke offense, though. We mentioned how talented it is. It's a top-five offense. You go back to the Michigan State game, though. Duke didn't shoot the three-ball, Josh, because they didn't have to. I mean, Duke finished just 5 of 13 from three-point range. But in the second half, the reason you felt like Michigan State was never dead, so to speak, that they still had a run left in them, and were able to go up by five is because every time Duke was getting right to the rim, Michigan State went down and made a three-pointer on the opposite end. If you're trading threes for twos, we know how math works. But it's just amazing to me that Duke was having so much success efficiency-wise and getting to the rim. Well, I mean, that just goes to show you Mark Williams is a matchup nightmare for opposing teams. And, we, you know, I <laughs> – I believe it was the Michigan State game early in the game. Shot clock was going down, and he makes a turnaround fadeaway baseline jumper. And it's like if Mark Williams adds and, and continues to develop those types of plays and, and, and adds that to his game, those dimensions, man, this guy's ceiling is just so high. So kidding. I think Mark is, Mark is a major matchup problem. I think the longer – that Mark can stay on the court, especially against Texas Tech, um, is going to be uh, going to be good. I believe his name is Obanar, the 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 guy he'll match yes. up with. Obanar, yeah. that's right. And then, uh, but they bring the guy off the bench, uh, Santos Silva. Is that, I yes. believe. And I think that's a that's a classic Theo John matchup. And so I think it actually for the bigs, I think if the two matchups stay the same, those guys match up fairly well with each other. My X factor uh, going into the Texas Tech game and. and this isn't cliche at all. It's Wendell Moore Jr. Uh, for me. He is the leader of this team. He's the elder statesman. Um, he doesn't have to have an incredible game for us to win, but he cannot lay an egg. You, you get what I mean? Like, yeah. he's got to get his 12 or 13 points. He needs to get to the foul line a few times, as he was 9 of 10, by the way, against Michigan State. Incredible. But he has got to have a good game. He doesn't have to lead us in scoring, but he has got to have a good Wendell Moore Jr. game. If Wendell Moore Jr. doesn't show up uh, against this Texas Tech team, we're going to have a really hard time. Duke has been shooting free throws really well uh, this past weekend in the NCAA tournament. It wasn't until in the second half that Duke missed their first free throw of the entire weekend. And when you play in a physical game like this, like you expect it to be, we talked about fouls possibly being a factor. That's going to be really important for Duke to go to the free throw line, shoot him confidently. Wendell went nine of 10 in the Michigan state game, which is something that you absolutely love to see. Uh, Trevor Keels made a huge three pointer late for the blue devils. And while they were having success and didn't necessarily have to shoot the three ball, do you think the three ball is going to be necessary for Duke tonight? Yeah. I mean, uh, as we've said before, uh, depending on when you ask me, right, it was either AJ Griffin or now Jeremy Roach. And part of those two guys' games is that three-point shot. And so, you know, I, I don't know how it's going to look. Uh, obviously, their defense is, is strong. Um, but, hey, listen, this is the Sweet 16. And it's all – at the end of the day, ball movement and player movement off the ball, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to get some open shots, especially with a guy like Paulo Bancaro that can take the ball to the basket and then dish. You're going to get some shots. And the question is – can we knock them down? Um, you know, and, and, and we'll see. I think if we knock them down, 
uh, you're going to see us in the Elite Eight. If we can't knock them down, then who knows what's going to happen. Like I said, the, the saving grace that we have, though, is that I believe our defense is good and better than what the numbers show, and, and their offense is bad. And so at the end of the day, this, is, this could turn very much into like that Iowa State-style, Wisconsin-style, grinded-out, low-scoring, if you're not a fan of these teams, boring basketball game. And, and that's okay because a win's a win. I don't care if it was 47 to 48 or whether it was 97, 98, a win's a win. All right, we're done here for the day. We're done for game day. Enjoy the game a little bit later tonight. Scheduled to tip off at 9.39 Eastern time on CBS. A late one for uh, all of us here on the East Coast. And, of course, it could be even later if the Gonzaga and Arkansas matchup runs long and Duke would need uh, warm-up time along with Texas Tech before that game gets going. So as we wrap up here, Josh, just confidence going into the game. Do you think Duke can get the job done and move on to the Elite Eight? Judging by the last five minutes of the Michigan State game, I have ultimate confidence in this team. I believe that this I believe this team is getting back to the pre-UNC game, uh, how we ended up the Virginia game. I believe we're back there. And I'll say this. No one will – if Duke goes through this and makes it to the Final Four, I mean, they will have played Michigan State, Texas Tech, and either Arkansas or Gonzaga. And no, there was no – opening up this field for Coach K. Right. There was no bias towards Duke. We will have taken uh, we will have taken the hit from the bracket and we will have punched back and won. And so like I, I will pick Duke to win from here on out. Um, and if 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 that's the case, uh, man, can you imagine what it's gonna be like in two weeks? Gosh, I can't wait. I hope that this continues to happen and I hope the good vibes continue to move forward. Josh, as always, I really do appreciate the time that you spend with me each week. Enjoy the game tonight, man. Let's hope that we're celebrating a big-time victory. Well, I'll, I'll be doing it with a low-country boil tonight, <laughs> yeah. and so that's the plan. So we're doing shrimp and all that good stuff, man, and watching basketball. It doesn't get better than that. I love it. I love it. We'll talk to you soon, buddy, okay? All right, we'll see you. That's Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk Section 17 Podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Joshua Cox at Duke FB Talk is their show. I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. Let's get a win tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.